listening to True G Radio. Turn up that dial. Welcome to Faith Radio with your host, Dr. Daniel Merrick. The Lord, the Lord, the Lord. But that's the translation, but that's wrong. The Lord is not the translation. It is uh, Yahweh or Yahweh. So that's his name. He who causes to be. In other words, that's, that's God's name. So get your Bible and get ready to study the word of Almighty Yahweh with Dr. Dan. That's his name. It isn't Lord. Who has believed their message? And now, Dr. Dan. Welcome to Faith Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Dan Merrick. And today we're going to talk about meaningful versus meaningless here on Faith Radio. I'd like to first read some scriptures for you. 1 Timothy 1 verse 3 starting and going through verse 5. As I besought you or thee to abide at Ephesus when I was at Macedonia that you might charge some of these that teach other doctrines. Neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies. Now, some versions translate that as meaningless genealogies, which minister questions rather than yaliness, edifying, which is in faith. So do. Now, the end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart, and a good conscience of faith, unafraid and unwavering. And then Titus chapter 3, verse 9 and 10, But avoid foolish questions and genealogies and contentions and strivings about the law, for they are unprofitable and vain. A man that is a heretic, after the first or second admonition or correction, reject him. All right. So there's been much talk because of genealogies over the years as I've preached and considered the importance of the genealogical record for the prophetic fulfillment at this time. So I've received a lot of critics that have said, well, you know, Dan is teaching you about genealogies and therefore... He's a heretic and reject him after you try to correct him a couple times. Well, the reality of it is, it says that in these last days, that men shall take a hold of the zitzit of him that is a Jew, in the Old Testament prophecies, it, it speaks of this, and say, teach us your ways, for we've heard Yah is with you. Now, him that is a Jew must be identified by some means for three or four specific purposes listed in the scripture. And one of the purposes is to learn the ways of the Jew. 
Now in Zechariah 8.23, it says, Thus saith Yahuwah of hosts, In those days it shall come to pass that ten men shall take hold of the languages of all the nations, and shall take hold of the zitzit of him that is a Jew, or the fringes of blue and white on the corners of the garment, identifying him that is a Yahudim, him who follows the laws of Yah, saying, we're going to go with you because we heard Yahuwah is with you. Zechariah 8.23. Also, it says in the scriptures that we shall be restored to a pure language. And if you just do a simple search with an eSword computer program of the Bible, uh, using the King James or the King James Plus version, you can get back to the Hebrew original words and become a Hebrew scholar yourself and study what those words mean. It makes it very clear that there is an inheritance of the land, an inheritance of the kings and priests of Yahuwah at the return of Mashiach, of Messiah's coming, that is going to be to those who are DNA, genealogical, ancestral tracing back Jews that are going to have a certain place in the kingdom, which is not just a DNA inheritance, but a spiritual inheritance because they know Mashiach and they know the scriptures and they follow after the inherited promise given to Abraham, Isaac, and Yahuwah, by Yahuwah, and Yahab by Yahuwah, that said to Abraham, I'll, I'll make your seed or your DNA as the stars in the sky, and I shall give your seed or DNA or genealogy, genealogical descendants an inheritance of the land of Israel, Yah, in the kingdom of Yahuwah. And we read in the scriptures that we're called as believers in Mashiach to become kings and priests. So there's a difference between meaningless or mindless genealogies or these fables that were taught at the time when this was written to Timothy and in the book of Titus in the Brit Hadashah, the New Covenant writings. And let me take you back to the historical writings and bring forth what it was that was going on. First of all, there was Nazism in the camp that Timothy was being written about, uh, written to about. And what I mean by Nazism is there was Romanism that taught that there was these fable genealogies, which is why it says in Timothy, these fables and genealogies. And what the doctrine was, was the same thing that Adolf Hitler and Goering and Mangala uh, said brought forth into Nazi Germany that was boiling in Russia and Germany and Rome for a thousand years, an anti-Semitic doctrine that taught that there was a genealogy that the Herods and Caesars uh, seemed to embrace, particularly the Caesars of Rome or the kings of Rome, that taught that they had descended from mythological gods like Zeus on Mount Olympus and the different deities of Isis and Ishtar and uh, the stories like Hercules, that these Roman Caesars and Roman Catholic doctrines had taught that, no, I've descended from 
uh, Apollo, and I've descended from Zeus, and I've descended from Hercules, and I've descended from Hades, and all these different mythological creatures that didn't even exist. And that is what the Roman Caesarship, or kingly line, claimed and held to. Thus, in 1 Timothy 1.4, he says, Don't give heed to these fables and endless genealogies which questions the ministry of Yahuwah Almighty. Rather than Yahliness, it does not edify the body of Mashiach in the faith. There's only one faith. So out of a pure-hearted charity in the faith, we should follow Yahliness and note that these genealogies that are meaningless have no power in the faith of Yah. So, when we look at this, then we have to say, what about these genealogies of Levi and of the priesthood of Aaron and the Mariite line and the worshipers of Yah who received Messiah that we see written about in the old covenant writings. What about those guys? What about what they were following? And what about the truth in those sorts of things that we need? What is it we need to know in the prophecies so that we can understand this. Second Chronicles 31.19 Also the sons of Aaron the priests, which were in the fields and the suburbs of the cities, in the, central, in the several cities, the men expressed by name to give portions to all males among the priests and to all that were reckoned by genealogies among the Levites. And that's speaking in particular of the sons of Aaron, the sons of Mushi and Mali, the sons of Levi, the sons of Merai, that were to be given portions that didn't have a portion in the inheritance of the land, because they were kings and priests. And if you look in Revelation, it says that the kings and the priests are in the inner court, in the outer court right outside the Holy of Holies, which is called the inner court, and then the outer court, which is the third level outside of the sacred place, the Holy of Holies, as it's been called in modern-day Christianity, that outer court was reserved to the Gentiles. Now, which Gentiles are going to be in that outer court worshiping Yah? It says, A multitude which appears in robes of white, Standing before Almighty Yah, crying, How long, O faithful and true, before our blood is avenged upon the earth? And he says, Hold on a second, until your fellow servants are killed in the same manner that you were. And if you go on in Revelation, it says, plain and clearly, that there is a group of people who are beheaded for the faith. Now, these beheaded ones are going to refuse, according to Revelation 13, the mark inside the right arm or forehead to buy and to sell the computer chip. Now, if we go to the book of Matthew and John and Luke and Mark, we read in the good news, it says that very plainly that there is a group of people who will receive Messiah 
and a group that won't. A group that rejected Messiah and rejected that he came in the name of Yah Almighty. And then there's another one that they're going to receive who will have his own name. And him, these Jewish rabbis, that the rabbinicals that Yahshua spoke to, that one, he says very clearly in the book of John, it's written there, they will receive. Now uh, we look at the preaching of Mashiach, and he says, as it was in the days of Noah, so exactly it shall be in the days of the second coming of the Son of Man. For men and women shall be eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage. And as it was in Noah's days, it's going to be in the last days. Now, one of the particular things that has to do with DNA and genealogy in the days of Noah as it is in the last days is that mankind lived hundreds of years. And so many have predicted that the mark of the beast, the computer chip system, the numerical nanobots or whatever in the right arm or forehead to buy and to sell may very well be tied to an mRNA vaccine that is being developed and has been tested in China that is a type of prolonging of the life by using a modified RNA skin cell, uh, uh, stem cells which can turn off the gene for aging and prolong the life of a person from about 500 to 800 years roughly. So, uh, if you go to yaspace.org, I'm going to post up in the blog section with a link to this radio show some information um, from the scriptures and from uh, doctors and sources and such that are talking about these modern, just-developed MR or modified RNA vaccines like the ones for COVID. And how these modifying RNA vaccines can actually turn off your ability of your natural antibodies to fight disease. Now, I'm not saying this is exactly how it's going to happen, but there are many out there prophesying in Christendom and in Messianic and Hebrew roots and other Ruach HaKodesh-led denominations and people that claim to follow the Messiah in the faith that are saying that what is happening here is these modified RNA vaccines actually turn off your natural antibodies, and therefore you are going to be locked into having to get more mRNA vaccines to fight off each and every type of disease. And that what is going to happen is it's going to lead up to a mRNA, a DNA-changing vaccine that is going to turn off your aging genes and that if you don't get it because of the way that it's going to be able to fight diseases, all diseases and such, you're going to end up possibly within three to five years dying if you get mRNA vaccines and you don't get the super shot 
that's going to turn off your death and aging uh, uh, ability to resist um, all diseases. So eventually you get to a point where you have to modify human DNA and there's even these sets that they're selling online that these unexperienced uh, uh, college students who are studying DNA and such are using to modify their own DNA now called CRISPR sets where they use gene splicing that they can do basically in their own home, in their own apartment, in a little kitchen lab where they can actually modify DNA and then turn off certain things. And so there's a lot of people doing research in this, even novices, not experts, that are dealing with this right now and looking at this. And the experts, one of the biggest experts in Europe and such, I'm going to post a video up to, and even Dr. Uh, Zelensko, who treated President Trump and has treated other presidents and works in a practice in New York City, that appeared before the rabbinical council and said that there are certain properties in these mRNA vaccines that will literally kill off the Jewish people. Uh, they, he predicts that uh, those who've complied with these mRNA, uh, NA, modified RNA vaccines, are uh, maybe 60 to 80% of them will be dead in the next three to five years. And so it's a frightening thing when you think of this because of the conflicting information you get from the mainstream media and the governments and the CDC's type organizations and the World Health Organizations and such. They're giving, they're saying, oh no, you have to have the vaccine to go into a store to buy and to sell. <laughs> well, you know, that sounds just like Revelations chapter 13 to me. You cannot buy or sell. Hey, you say if you had the mark inside the right armor for it. So if this is not the mark of the beast, it is definitely a forerunner, especially in certain places where now they're trying to pass laws which are going to be challenged and are being challenged in the courts that says that you have to have the vaccine or you can't buy food or you can't go to the restaurant or you can't go and see a movie or a show. And so they're separating a class of people of those people who will receive the mark of the beast and will not to buy and to sell and to be able to participate in things in society. So when we see these things happen, we of the faith all the more need to consider that the time is short and the time is getting shorter to the coming of anti-Messiah before the return of Messiah who enslaves the whole world. And a lot of people miss it in Revelation. It says he's given power for a season to overcome the select sacred saints or saved people of Yah for that season which in which the anti-Messiah is there. So a lot of the left behind Christians that believe in the Kirk uh, uh, Cameron uh, uh, movies and the uh, series of the left behind series and such and the false prophecy of a 13 year old girl from 16 to 1700s, 1800s Europe in England that said there was this thing called the rapture would happen before the tribulation period. That's a lie. We read it in the book of Matthew. I've preached it over and over again. 
Messiah himself said, immediately after the tribulation, then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man, the Son of Adam, the second Adam, which was Messiah, in the air with the angels, and then will be caught up into the air with them. That's the real rapture. And we shall be changed, 1 Corinthians 15, 52, in the moment of a blinking of an eye. So there are meaningful genealogies spoken about in the scriptures and in the, the, from the Torah on that says these are the lines of the sons of Levi, Mary, which are not to be forsaken, and they don't have an inheritance in the land. And these are the other 11 tribes that have an inheritance in the land and that have a land grant from the power of Yahuwah with the covenant he made with Abraham, which he had a divorce with the original covenant and then renewed or remarried his second wife, which is the body of believers in Mashiach that are grafted into the original Israel. So the first covenant not being put aside was renewed in a second covenant of marriage in Jeremiah 31, it says, I will make a new covenant. I'll write the laws and the commandments on your heart, and you shall do them, and I shall forget your sins and remember them no more. So there is a remnant which he promises, uh, which is like uh, the first wife's children, so to speak, coming in and marrying and becoming a part of the second wife's of the whole kingdom of Yah, which are many a multitude in robes of white, which is likened to in the new covenant where he says that Mashiach and his congregation are a type of marriage, a type of mystery, which is revealed in that all these wives and wise virgins who have the oil of the rock, HaKodesh, the spirit of Yah in them, uh, that are wise and have that oil in their lamps who are waiting for Mashiach to come to get married. They're not marrying the religions of the world or Babylon mystery religion. That's the mystery of the two mysteries, which I wrote about in the books at yahbible.org, about Babylon mystery religion versus the mystery of the bride of Mashiach. It is a spiritual marriage. You know, and people get confused about this polygyny and how it is a shadow of things to come as we see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And Jacob had four wives, and Abraham had two wives, and so on. And why these men of old were not criticized for not following the monogamy, which is popular in the modern Christian world today and in most of the Western revised world, where the queens and the popes and the kings legislated by law monogamy rather than polygyny, one man, one Messiah with many saved brides underneath. Because Satan wanted to destroy the typology of one Mashiach with many wives that was in the Old Testament patriarchs like Jacob or Jacob, where many wives are saved, 
by one husband that follows the truth and the commandments of the law. And Satan hates that picture. Therefore, the whole world embraces unnatural affection marriages, shall we say, and monogamy among heterosexual marriage, rather than polygyny under the marriage of the spiritual house of Mashiach, our husband, who we should be all joined spiritually to because of 1 Corinthians 15.52, at the moment of the sound of the last trumpet, then we shall be changed and we shall be clothed in robes of white. We shall be considered the virgin brides spiritually of Messiah, and that is when the marriage. That is why it says we shall be changed at the moment of a fast as you wink your eye, as you blink your eye. That fast, it's going to be a millisecond of transformation. Those who remain alive, as it says there in 1 Corinthians, will rise up after those who rise from the dead are raised up and changed in the moment of as fast as you blink an eye. Then those who remain alive on the earth, who have not received the mark of the beast, who have Messiah and the rock in them, are going to be lifted up and changed, and they shall become the kings and priests. The other ones, which are really left behind at that point, who have not received the mark of the beast, shall not get their option to choose until the end of the millennium, as it says in the Scriptures. It says that a child shall be of a hundred years old in the prophets of Malachi and Zechariah and Jeremiah and Ezekiel and such about these last days. These prophecies are from the old covenant writing. And if you don't have the whole covenant writings from Genesis to Revelation and the Ruach HaKodesh to interpret them to you as I have tried to do over these 30 years of ministry now, then you are not going to see the truth of what this is about, about meaningful genealogies and meaningless ones. Now, remember that there were four women that gave birth to 12 tribes of Israel, and one tribe, the tribe of Dan, was cast out, and the tribe of Benjamin was brought in to replace them. And so when we see this and we look at the genealogies that are meaningful, at the end it says these 11 tribes get inheritance in the land in the kingdom under Yahshua Messiah who will rule with the rod of iron, but these Levites become the kings and priests. That's what the role of salvation is and calling on the name of Yahshua Messiah is today, is you are electing to become part of the few, the proud, the Yahudim kings and priests over the house of Yah for all the kingdom for eternity, for that thousand-year reign, and then at the thousand-year reign there shall be a remnant who shall call in the name of Yahshua to be saved, they shall be saved and lifted up and changed like we are to become like Messiah for all eternity for Yahuwah's plan, Yah's plan for the whole universe. He has a plan for this expanding universe that's traveling faster than the speed of light and going forth and stars and planets are being created and 
From the point of creation when Yah spoke and it was, he still continues to vibrate his voice and speak his voice that is unending speaking that is creating stars and planets and causing the universe to expand faster than the speed of light. As we know in Newton's laws of physics, a body set into motion will not stay in motion except with equal and opposite energy and force with which it was put into motion. Therefore, the accelerating, extending motion of the voice of Yah is continuing to create planets, stars, galaxies at the edge of the universe, traveling faster than the speed of light and increasing 35 miles per hour, roughly, for every 1 million light years of expansion. And it has been increasing in power with an equal and opposite infinite power with which the body was set into motion at the point of creation by the Almighty Yah. Now, when you think of that, I mean, it's like beyond our comprehension. But yet, when we get the glimpse of the idea that the Almighty, endless, powerful energy put the universe into motion and it continues to increase, then we see that is displayed in the glory of the universe and the stars in the sky that when Yah spoke to Abraham and said, your descendants shall be as the stars in the sky, that Yah's got a plan because there's trillions and trillions of stars and billions and billions being created every day, even as we speak, by the Almighty. So if Abraham's descendants is going to be the stars of the sky, how great and wonderful will be the plan of Yah to fill the universe with life? I mean, I'm not saying that that's his plan, but it seems like it is because he made a promise to Abraham, Isaac, and Yahab, and he fulfilled part of the plan of the beginning through Yahshua Messiah and the line of David, which it says in Zechariah 6, Yahshua is the name of the branch of David, the branch, the line that is to be Messiah. Yahshua HaMashiach is his name. Now, there's several variations of his name, just like my name is Dan, Daniel, Danny, Daniyah, in the languages of Hebrew and English. And so I have short version names that a friend might call me, hey, Dan. And then I have, uh, like, my mommy and daddy called me Danny, which is a child's version of the name. And they, there's the same thing in the Hebrew Old Testament for Yahshua's name. There's Yahushua, the longer version, formal version of his name, which has the who or the the in the pin, which means Yah, the Savior. And then there's Yahusha, which means Yah the salvation or Yah the Messiah. And then there's Yasha. And then there's Yashi, which is like a child's name, just like Danny or Yashi. And so there's different versions of the same name, but it's still the same name, which is the same as Joshua, the son of Nun in English. Using the J instead of the Y, it would be Yahshua, because the O that is in there is an A-H sound because it has the name of Yah in it, like H-34 or H-3050, the name of Yah in the Old Covenant writings in Hebrew. So when you come at me and say, oh, well, this one or that one said it's Jehovah or Yahuvi or Yeshuva or Yeshuva or whatever kind of made up name they want to put in there or Yashrael or changing the name. The original was Israel, it was Yahuwah, 
It was Yahweh. It was Yah. Y-A-H, just like it says, extol him or praise him by his name, Yah, Psalm 68, verse 4, Y-A-H, not Y-E-S-Y-E-A-H, Y-E-H. It's not a yeah, it's a Yah. And Yah, hallelujah, is said the same way in every language of the world, fulfilling the prophecy that all the Gentile nations shall know his name. They know it by the word Hallelujah, pronounced the same way in every language around the world. So you want to speak every language, every kindred, every tribe, every tongue's name? Just say the name Yah or Hallelujah. You have spoken every language in the world simultaneously in one word. This was written by Brother Robert Young, Bob Young. I'm not talking about the actor who played in the TV show of pretending to be a doctor. I'm talking about Brother Bob Young from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, wrote a track called Hallelujah, The Origin and Significance of the Name. Now, many people have tried to twist that into an anti-Semitic uh, KKK-type track uh, against the Jew and such by adding anti-Semitism from the Protocols of the Elders of Zion to that track. Many people have tried to disseminate and change that track from what it originally was. It originally said, basically, that the word hallelujah is the same in every language around the world, and that that displays the fulfillment of the prophecy of Yahshua Messiah by name and Yah, the Heavenly Father, our Abba by name, to all the world, fulfilling the prophecy. It says, Every kindred, tribe, and tongue shall know the name of the, all the Gentile nations shall know the name of Yah. And they do, by hallelujah. All right, we're going to take a short break, get a drink of water, and I'll be back after these messages. I want to encourage you to go by dilithiumcoin.com, D-A-L-I-T-H-I-U-M-C-O-I-N.com, and get in on our raffle we're raising funds for pandemic recovery and the ministry all around the world. Our goal is to try to raise $20 million. But without your help, without people buying the $20 raffle tickets and sharing it with your friends all over the world online, we're not going to be able to do it. So the day and the hour is getting short, so we want to encourage you to get over to dilithiumcoin.com, get your raffle ticket, and because it's the 30th anniversary of the Congregation Yahshua Messiah Gathering Ministry and my ministry of being a preacher of the truth of Yah, um, we are giving away, for everyone that opens up a wallet and gets a raffle ticket, we're giving away 30 free coins of Dilithium, Riodilium, and CYMG charity coins as our gift to you for you to help us it's a way in kind of giving you some cryptocurrency that may or may not have value in the future. We don't know. That's up to you, actually, it, because it's traded on the market on the decentralized exchange. And so it's up to you. You want to make it worth value? You want to make it worth something for us, for the kingdom of Yah and for those brothers and sisters who, who decide to donate to us and get involved with this program? That's fine. Um, you will decide because you're the one that's going to set it by trading on the market in the decentralized exchange. And the nice thing about it is the wallet has an exchange right inside the wallet for you to be able to trade and sell 
and give create dispensers of the bitcoins or the bitcoin type currencies that are in that type of wallet that can, can hold them. So get over there to lithiumcoin.com, click on 30 free 1 million raffle, read the directions there and please get involved and share that page with your friends online so that we can raise the funds that we need to go into all the world and preach the truth of Yahshua's name because there's a lot of people out there they they hear the the J word and the name of the false names of the creator and the Messiah, but they aren't getting the message of the real name. And our job is to preach the good news that saves men from the coming tribulation and from being deceived into the mark of the beast and being deceived uh, by as the nations are deceived now, even with these evil things that mankind has. So. Turn your heart toward Yah. Become a part of helping us to help others to give food, clothing, a clean drink of water, and the word of Yah to the world. We'll be back after these messages. You can reach Dr. Dan, Dr. Dan. and become his friend on MySpace at MySpace.com slash Daniel Merrick. MySpace.com slash Daniel Merrick. That's D-A-N-I-E-L-M-E-R-R-I-C-K. Or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Daniel W. Merrick. Facebook.com slash Daniel W. Merrick. D-A-N-I-E-L-W-M-E-R-R-I-C-K. And don't forget to join his free social network at Yaz Space, Y-A-H-S Space dot org. Yaz Space dot org. Yaz Space dot org. Hey, you can tweet me on Twitter at twitter.com slash Daniel W. Merrick. Extol him that rideth upon the heavens by his name, Yah, and rejoice before him. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial unto all generations. And it shall be at that day, saith Yah, that thou shalt call me Ishi, and shalt call me no more Be'ali. For I will take away the names of Be'alim out of her mouth, and they shall no more be remembered by their name. Then they that feared Yah spake often one to another, and Yah hearkened and heard it, and a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared Yah, and that thought upon his name. And they shall be mine, saith Yah of hosts. The Yah Bible. Available at Amazon.com, your favorite bookstore, or www.thinkya.com. When I was in the Army, we learned about what EMP is, electromagnetic pulses. They can come from solar flares, lightning strikes, and even nuclear war. When a nuclear bomb goes off over a country, an electromagnetic pulse is sent out, and all electronic equipment is shut down. A few years ago, my house was struck in the power lines outside with electricity. It sent an electromagnetic pulse, EMP, into my home, and over $20,000 of my electronic equipment was destroyed. I wish back then... I knew about EMP Shield. EMP Shield is a simple little device you can install in your car, in your breaker boxes, in your solar generating equipment. 
that will protect you from an electromagnetic pulse that comes from lightning strikes, solar flares, or nuclear explosions. EMP shield is what I have in my house now to prevent me from having a loss like I did over $20,000 of electronic equipment. Simply go to yabible.org and click on the link that says EMP shield at the bottom of the page. When you do, a, a, pro, a part of the proceeds of your purchases of EMP shield for your car, home, and electronic equipment will go to Faith Radio Charity for use in our ministry. Thank you, EMP Shield, for being our sponsors, and thank you, our listeners, for getting EMP Shield protection in your home and car. We'll be right back after these few short messages with more about Getting on the Ark and the John Project. Welcome back. It's Dr. Dan, again, with some more good words of Yah for you, and some warnings, too. Now, oh, Yahuwah, my strength and my fortress, my refuge in the day of affliction, the Gentiles should come unto you from the ends of the earth and say, Surely our fathers have inherited lies, vanity, and things, and wherein there is no profit. Like meaningless genealogies, or meaningless uh, fables uh, that say and teach like the Romans did that they were descended from the Greek gods of Mount Olympus and, and that Apollo and all these uh, pagan idols of stone and wood and things like that. And to think that that was the very revival that we read about in Timothy and Titus here that the Nazis brought up in World War II that tried to say they came from these blonde-haired, blue-eyed, uh, ancient, you know, g- deities. And, so, <laughs> and then they used it as an excuse to exterminate 12 million people and murder 55 million people in war worldwide just in from Russia. And another uh, 50 or so million uh, uh, that happened with Italy and Japan and all the millions that died underneath the blast of an atomic bomb. And, and just to think that the idea that we see written about in the New Covenant writings, this fable genealogy, the meaningless genealogies, were the reason why Nazi Germany and imperialist Japan and Catholic Romanized Mussolini Italy allied in what they called the Axis powers to destroy the Jews, to kill the Jews, to kill also the New Covenant believers, the Messianics, the Christians, and anything that they saw as a genetic defect, which they said that we need to eradicate the genetic defects. And they murdered 12 million, roughly 12 and a half million that we know of, that we can give account for, um, 6 million of which were Jews, Ashkenazi mostly Jews. There were a lot of Sephardics too, um, and amongst those 6.5 million, um, which Sephardics were the um, other branch. But um, they basically allied with Islamic Catholic doctrine 
and Catholic Romanistic doctrine and taught the Germans that you descended from these Nordic gods who had blonde hair and blue eyes and we must eradicate the mud races, which is a direct quote from uh, <laughs> Margaret Sanger's book on eugenics. Eugenics are modifying DNA or modifying the family history line by getting rid of the undesirables. And this same thing is being used in mRNA today. Today we see an attack on DNA and the Hebraic lines and the pure genealogies of the Levitical and Mariite lines and the Hebraic lines of even Ephraim and Benjamin and, and uh, Yehuda and uh, um, all the tribes of Israel by this these vaccines. Now, what do they have in them? They have modified RNA, aborted dead baby parts, graphene oxide nanobots, and the means to change or modify your DNA and your RNA called mRNA or modified RNA. Now, let's look at what happens in the last days in which I'm telling you we're in. Revelations 8. The name of the star was Wormwood. A third part of the waters turned to Wormwood and many men died of the waters because they were made bitter. Okay. So there's something that happens to the water. Maybe a leaking of some sort of uh, modified DNA, RNA, poisons of some sort, toxins that go into the waters. Now, interesting thing. When we look in Revelations 18 and 17, it talks about the Babylon mystery harlot who sits on many waters. And then it goes down underneath there and the interpretation of many waters is interpreted to Yohanan or John, the revelator, who's writing this. And it says, the many waters are the many peoples on which the horse sits. In other words, many lands, many kindreds, many tongues of human bodies. Now, the human body is made up of 80 to 90% water, as I understand it. It's something like that. It's up there. We're, we're almost all made of water. Most of the content of our human body is water. The rest is a few chemicals. But basically, when you break us down to the chemical components and parts, we're mostly water and a few 14% chemicals or something like that. Like calcium, which makes up our bones, and iron, which is in our blood, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Now, when you say wormwood happens here in Revelations 8, and you go and you look at the components of the DNA modified and put into the modern COVID-19 vaccine, you see that there is a thing called a glow worm that is put into the vaccine. It is used to light up certain particles inside the vaccine. It is taken from a glow worm and it's put in the vaccine. And the name of the glowworm part that they put into it is called luciferase taken from the word lucifer because lucifer was an angel of light 
So the glowworm has luciferase in it, which glows, which they put into the COVID-19 vaccine. Now, if you want to see about this, you can go to yaspace.org and go to my past few blogs. And I've got up there the information with a copy of the printout circled where it says they use aborted baby parts, luciferase, glowworm, DNA, and such, and put it into them, and monkey parts, and aborted baby. It's got garbage in it that doesn't need to be in there. Why would they put it in there? Well, Revelation 8.11 might be one reason why, because they put the worm, the glowworm, luciferase, into the many waters and many men of the waters, many men of the waters, the water that were men, or mankind, humankind, were made bitter, and they died. Revelation 9.15, the four angels were loosed and were prepared for an hour and a day and a month and a year to slay a third part of mankind. So we have uh, the totality of it in here is a, a third part of mankind is destroyed by war, famines, fires, and pestilence, or things like luciferase in the many waters, in the waters, that made it bitter for men and they died. And then a third part are destroyed by the power of the Malachim or the angelic beings of Yah that go into the world and just strike men dead from whatever. And then Revelation 9.18, And these were a third part of the men killed by fire and by smoke and by brimstone, which issued out of their mouths. Okay? So you can go to Revelation and read it. In Revelation 16, 4, And a third angel poured a vial upon the rivers, the fountains of waters, and they became like blood. And everyone watched it, and people that drank it died. <laughs> okay, are going to die. So when we look at this, it says a total of about two-thirds of humankind will be wiped out, including two-thirds of Israel, but a third shall be saved, a remnant thereof. So what you need to do is go over to highwire.com slash videos slash vaccine dash disaster dash ahead slash, which is linked at yahspace.org on the website. Now, I'll so put it up on my Facebook. I don't know how long before Facebook will ban it, whatever, block it. Say this stuff is not available. It's available. You just don't want people to see it because you want your propaganda out there because you're Luciferes taking Satanists that want to destroy freedom of speech and freedom of the ministry preaching because you want to control us with a vaccine and with a communist dictatorship to usher in the anti-Messiah who you worship. There's also a video at rumble.com on Dr. Zelenko. And he schools or teaches the Israeli Rabbinical Council in a hour or so long dissertation telling them exactly what's in the jab or the vaccine for COVID-19 and how all the compliance by so many people in Israel getting the vaccine is going to wipe out at least two-thirds of the Ashkenazi and Sephardic Jews who are returned to Israel already. 
Two-thirds of humanity is going to die from pestilence, disease, famine, war, judgment, and the fulfillment of the prophecy in the Ruach in Jeremiah says ten women will take hold of one man and say, or seven women will take hold of one man and say, make us your husband or make us your wives and give us your name for we want our reproach or our sin covered by you. We will eat our own bread. We will feed ourselves. We have our own clothing. Please take away our reproach. That's a modified, modern, interpreted version of what it says there. But the basis of it is, is that for some reason, war, fire, pestilence, judgment of Yah, famines and diseases and probably vaccines is uh, vaccines. You are going to have the, the reduction in the male population to the level where seven women are going to have to grab a hold of one husband and have one husband for seven wives, which is a fulfillment of the prophecy. Because when we go to the New Covenant writings, it says that the bride of Messiah is typified as a shadow of things to come, as it says in Colossians, by many wives as the congregation, many members saved by calling on the name of Yah for salvation, as it says in Zechariah and in Malachi. And the prophecy said, your your daughters will see visions, your men will prophesy, and the truth will come out in the end. And yet, we are going to find that two witnesses are going to come. Fire is going to come out of their mouth. And they're going to prophesy against the end of Messiah who is able to call down fire from heaven. So it's a battle of the two fires. The false fire of Hasatan, the lake of fire, versus the fire of Yah, which is a consuming, powerful rock, HaKodesh fire, that is pure and sacred and uh, holy, if you will, in using that word, um, which really means um, it is set apart unto Yah, it is purified, it is sacred, and it is to be respected and not spoken against because it is the power of Yah in us, saving us, calling us to salvation in the name of Yahshua Messiah. So, you have to decide for yourself. Are you going to take aborted dead baby parts, luciferase, wormwood worm, glowworms into your body, monkey parts, nanobots and graphene oxide, uh, all sorts of manner of things that could react with a computer chip of the mark of the beast that could kill you and that could end up maybe destroying you to the point where if you don't get the mark of the beast and the life prolonging as it was in the days of Noah, so shall be in the second son of man. Men lived to be six, 700 years old back then. They're going to live to be 600, 700 years again just before the coming. Uh, and they're going to do it by the power of the mark of the beast. Modified RNA vaccine is going to turn off your aging gene and they're going to say, well, look, you're not going to get any more diseases because the way we modified this and, and made this thing. And plus, you can use it to buy in a cell and you can't buy or sell food if you don't have this mark. And you're going to live to be hundreds of years old. So why wouldn't anybody why would anybody refuse such a vaccine? Why would anybody refuse such? Because they know the scriptures, that's why. Because they know, they've heard this preaching, the revelation of Yah, through many different voices of many different believers who sent me videos about all this stuff. 
and, and many different young women who are prophesying in the Rock Kodesh and men who are prophesying in the Rock Kodesh in meetings of different congregations have said, there's coming a famine, there's coming this, there's coming that. And we put it all together and we say, the Spirit says such to the church or to the congregation of Yah. The Spirit is speaking to us, the body of Yahshua Messiah, and telling us this. And so let him who has the ears spiritually to hear it and the eyes spiritually to see it, let him consider it and let him see what the Spirit of Yah is speaking to the congregation of Yah. It says that several times in the book of Revelation. You should have got a clue by now. You should be able to be schooled and balanced enough in reading scriptures that you could take the scriptures and understand what is a false and what is a true doctrine and what is the warning of the Spirit of Yah that's telling you something's about to happen. It may not be exactly as you think it or see it in the symbology or typology of your vision or your prophecy that you're given, but it's going to be something similar or something like it that you need to stay away from and avoid. Whosoever received the mark inside the right arm and forehead to buy and to sell, they were thrown in the lake of fire. There's no more salvation once you get that mark inside your right arm or forehead to buy and to sell. So be aware and be wise and be a wise virgin. Get the oil of the Ruach HaKodesh, the Spirit of Yah, in your life. Get the truth by the scriptures. Get over to YahBible.org and get yourself a Yah Bible and get yourself a truth about Babylon mystery religion and get yourself the truth about what's happening in the world today. Get over to yahspace.org, join, read the blogs, read them and go. start with the most current one and go backwards and read, just look in blogs, look in all blogs and search for every blog by Daniel Merrick and read every single one going all the way back for the years and years and years, years, 30 years of this ministry that these teachings have been going forth. And now we plan to go to the Philippines. We already have workers in the Philippines working for us that were supplying food and we've been feeding during the pandemic. We already have workers and, uh, and ministers that are joining on and getting ordained under our ordination by the power of the Ruach HaKodesh. We have ministers that are joining us to preach these truths of Yah's ways to the Yah's kingdom. And we're getting ready to be the final latter rain ministers that are going to go out and preach the truth to the whole world because the whole world has to receive the truth of Yah's name and then the end shall come. They have to have the opportunity to receive Yahshua Messiah by his true name and receive the truth of the good news that Yahshua Messiah died, rose from the dead, to save you from your sins, to give you the promise of resurrection by calling on his name for salvation. For whosoever shall call upon the name shall be saved. And it says, there's one name under heaven by which a man must be saved, Acts 4, verse 12. And that's the name of Yahshua Messiah. That's the name Yahusha. If you don't have Yahshua or Yasha or Yahusha, you don't have salvation. You don't have the truth. You need to have the truth that sets you free. Now, I'm not passing judgment on you if you happen to be saved under the J word and such. That's not my responsibility. There's one who's judged, Almighty Yah, on the, late, great, on the last great day. He'll judge those people, and he'll decide who makes it and who doesn't. And so, but what I'm saying is, if you know the truth 
of Yahshua's name and you know the truth, then you're responsible for it and you're responsible to preach it and you're responsible to teach it and you're responsible not to go by the false names. Go by the true name of Yahshua HaMashiach and Yahuwah Almighty, Yahweh, the creator of heaven and earth. And uh, if you have the name Yah and you have the name Yah in the name of the Savior, then you got the right name. If you got Yeshua, you got a girl's name if you're using it as a noun. If you're using it as a verb in modern Hebrew, it means salvation, and it's an action word. It means getting saved. It means calling on the name of Yah for salvation. That's what Yeshua means. Yeshua means you are humbling yourself in the female context to be humble, a subjection as the woman is to be subject to the husband, which is Yeshua Messiah. So you're Yeshua, you Yeshua to Yahshua for salvation. And that's the true Hebrew scholar meaning. So when these guys come and go, well, well, Hebrew, are you a Hebrew scholar? Like Nehemiah says he is? No. I'm not a Hebrew scholar like that that's studying which Hebrew? Let's ask which Hebrew. Is it the modern Hebrew? Is it the stuff written after 1100, after 1000 by the rabbinical Catholic monks? Or is it is it the ones with the added vowel points? Or is it the true Hebrew of Yah's name, Israyah, Daniyah, which is in Iraq, the city of Daniel the prophet, Daniyah the prophet, that is by the same name for thousands and thousands of years? Do you have the name of Yah? Hallelujah. You don't say hallelujah, hallelujah. You say hallelujah. The name the word that's the same in every language around the world, fulfilling the prophecy, the Gentiles shall know the name of Yah by the word hallelujah, which means praise the name of Yah. Halal, lu Yah. Praise unto Yah. Give praise unto Yah. Psalm 68, verse 4, praise him by his name Yah. Right in there, in the King James English, too. It uses a J in the King James, 1634. But you just replace the J with a Y, and you got Yah, Y-H, H-3050, and Strong's Concordance, Bridges and Driver. They all use the same numbering system in all the Hebrew dictionaries. So if you're a Hebrew scholar, you should know the Hebrew dictionaries. Many of them were written with the help of uh, Eliezer ben Yehuda, who rebirthed the Hebrew language for the spoken Hebrew today. And even if you talk to some people who are very good Hebrew scholars in Israel, they'll tell you the name of the man that most people call Jesus is actually Yahshua. They'll say, it's, oh, no, it's Yahshua. And they go, Yeshua, oh, Yeshua means salvation. Yeshua is written in many prayers of the Jewish Orthodox uh, religion and such, but that's not the name of a man, the man's name is Yahshua, just like Joshua, the son of Nun, Yahshua. So, Yeshua is a girl's name. If it's used as a name or a noun, and a noun is a person, place, or thing. If it's used as a verb, which is an action word, it means salvation. And so don't be confused by these so-called self-proclaimed Hebrew scholars who happen to be taking a bunch of uh, stuff that was written after 1000 AD and trying to say, well, you know, this Hebrew says this. Well, it's a modern Hebrew, it's Valpoint Hebrew, and it's modified Valpoint Hebrew because it was created just before modern real Hebrew was by Ben Yehuda, who created it for the Hebrew people in, uh, in, 19, in early 1900s for the time of 1948 when uh, Israel became a nation once again because the dead language was coming back to life. It had been dead for a thousand years roughly.
So these so-called Hebrew scholars that don't really even know what the dictionaries are, bridges and drivers, other Israeli Hebrew dictionaries that have been written over years and years and years, long before these Johnny-come-latelys came along, that don't know the name of Yah, that balk at you and say, no, it's not Yah, it's Y-E-A-H, it's Yah. <sighs> Such foolishness. Such foolishness. And there's people that actually believe this on the internet. They're following these idiots. And they're, they're saying, and these people are unregenerated. They have not accepted Yahshua as their Messiah. They've not been baptized in Yah's name. In Yahshua's name. They haven't been baptized by immersion. They're making they're they are like Yahshua said, anyone that comes in any other way is a thief and a liar and a destroyer, and, and you shouldn't receive them. He jumped the fence into the sheepfold. He's fleecing the flock by making lots of money selling books. He's not using the money for preaching the gospel. He's using the money to feather his own nest. And he still refuses and rejects to receive Yahshua HaMashiach as the true name of Messiah from Zechariah 6, verse 12 and thereabout. He still refuses to receive Messiah. He still refuses to be baptized by immersion in the name of Messiah. And I presented it to him personally over Skype before I did an interview with him and Keith Johnson on Hebrew Nation Radio back when they were on AM and FM out in Salem, Oregon. I presented it to him. I said, hey, look what it says, Zechariah 6. That's Joshua. That's the name of Yahshua. It says he's the branch of the line of David. That's the Messiah. That's his name, Yahshua. Not Yeshua. Not Jesus. It's Yahshua. It's right there. It's right there. Old Testament. You don't have to look at the new. It says it. That's the Yahshua HaMashiach, born of Miriam, who was born in a manger, Two years later, when the young lad was there, the wise guys from the city of Danny Yah came and gave gold, frankincense, and myrrh so they could escape from Herod that wanted to kill him, who killed all the children two years old and younger. Read in the scriptures. All this nativity scene, Christmas story, it's a lie. The wise guys didn't get there for two years later, and then the babies were killed two years and younger because Herod wanted to get rid of, he reckoned as to when the wise men told him that they had, which were magistrates of the city of Daniah, who had been given instructions by Daniah in a letter to say, take the gold, frankincense, and myrrh set aside for the newborn king when the sign was seen in the heavens. And it took them two years to get there. They saw the star, and then it took them two years. That's why Herod kills all the children two years and younger. So if you reason the scriptures line upon line, precept upon precept, truth upon truth, and the whole scriptures taken together, you will come to the understanding by the power of the Ruach HaKodesh of Yahshua's name, Yahushua HaMashiach, Yahusha our Messiah, or you will come to a false conclusion where you reject parts thereof that you don't like and you go along with the fleecers of the flock, the wolves among the sheep who are teaching lies upon lies instead of taking the original Hebrew 
context and giving you an explanation the way I have in this show. And here's one interesting last point before I round up today's show. Did you know that the word COVID, if read like Hebrew is from right to left, rather than from left to right, is davik? And do you know what davik means in Hebrew? It means demon. It means devil. So, don't receive the davik, the devil. Receive Yahshua Messiah. Don't be fooled by all these governments and false teachers and false religions and the religion of Babylon mystery religion in the world and these so-called self-proclaimed Hebrew scholars as if that would mean something. Who cares if you're a Hebrew scholar or not? If you don't know the name of Yahshua Messiah, you're not saved. One name is given under heaven by which men must be saved. Yahusha Yahshua HaMashiach. His, his formal name, his short name, Yashi, as a child. Or Yasha, which is age 34, 67. You can look in the dictionary and see it. That's a real Hebrew scholar, a word scholar. Uh, are you an English scholar? Sure you are. You look in dictionaries and you scholarly learn what the English words mean. Same thing, you go to the dictionaries where educated men of old have searched back the roots of the phonetics and meanings of words and given a definition by the accepted definition from the period of time. There's actually five different types of written Hebrew, four different types of spoken Hebrew, starting from the paleo at the earliest to the modern today, the fifth type of written, the fourth type of spoken Hebrew. So when we see this and we find out this from the pictograph, to the middle, to the early, uh, to the late, which was um, uh, at the time of Yahshua Messiah, until right after, and then 70 A.D., 72 A.D., it died, and then a rebirth in the modern, taken from the Aleppo Codex by Ben Yehuda, and reborn in 1948 in Israel as a new speaking form of Hebrew that mixed Germanic and Yiddish. So, you want to know the truth about the Hebrew language? Is the truth is found in the scripture, that Hebrew language, Yahshua, that is the name. Put many crowns on his head, Zechariah chapter 6. That is the name of the branch of David, who is to be Messiah. That was 400 years before he was born, that it was written. Do not be fooled, for whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. We must repent, turn away from our sins, and call on the name of Yahshua Messiah for salvation. I'm Dan Merrick for Faith Radio. Get over to lithiumcoin.com, become a part of our fundraising campaign, and get over to yahspace.org and join. Don't forget to go by yahbible.org and get your Bibles and books and translations by me, Dr. Dan. And all the proceeds of all of our sales and donations online go to the ministry to feed the hungry, clothe and help the widows and orphans and preach the good news of Yahshua Messiah. May Yah bless you and keep you. Till next time on Faith Radio. 
This radio broadcast depends on the contributions of viewers like you. We appreciate your tithes and offerings and the gifts of our supporters and listeners worldwide. Without your kind gifts and offerings, we cannot reach so many with the good news of Messiah's love and salvation. To give your gift online, you can click the PayPal button at thinkya.org. That's T-H-I-N-K-Y-A-H dot org. Or visit our social network at yahsspace.org. That's Y-A-H-S space dot org. Our goal is to continue to reach the world for Messiah, and your tax-deductible contributions are greatly appreciated and help keep this broadcast on the air.